Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Richard Listens Show. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me, Instagram, Facebook, sign up, subscribe, and listen. Please take the time, send this to two friends that you think might like the show. Today, we're going to touch a little bit on super fandom, and we're going to get in here. We have a, a great privilege today to have an LA icon in studio. I know this because as a transplanted New Yorker, not being able to root for my New York Knicks, both because they were far away and because, frankly, they're too pitiful to watch for the last <laughs> 20 years. I kind of adopted the Clippers. You guys can hate on me if you want. You're allowed to adopt a team, I think, when you're away from home after there should be a statute on limitation <laughs> without further ado of me rambling on today we have none other in studio but a local favorite clipper daryl what's up <laughs> he's bringing the energy <laughs> what's going down baby <laughs> talk to me get the clippers to the playoffs if they can survive luka Doncic, man that guy is and they're not even in the playoff picture right now oh wow what happened were they like like 11th place or something like that dallas mavericks man we got shea gilkers alexander man and he should be rookie the year, but everybody's putting all his praise on Dockage because he can shoot like Steph Curry. That's all it is. But you gotta put your you gotta put your team in the right places. That's a winner. So what's going on with the Clippers? What's your assessment this season? They were they came off, they were like in the four seed. One seed at one time, man. But you know, I just think that it's a chemistry issue to me with, with coaching of saying not knowing your role. And when you coming in and you don't know how many how much time you're gonna play. Like if you go to work and you know you work eight hours a day, then all of a sudden your, your boss comes in and tells you, you know, work an hour, you go home. Pitches you off. Sure. The same thing like a player. A player comes in, you know, they plays five minutes, you know, six minutes, or, you know, for a half, and you don't even get sweaty in five minutes. Those are the kinks and things that, that the coach has to work out, man. Seriously, and the that, expectations are not clear. Exactly. When you don't know your role on a team, man, that's what hurts a lot. But I think once, once Glenn Rivers get that together, I think we should be okay. Yeah, and he's he's savvy. He's been around a long time. He's a former Nick. Former Clipper, too. That's true. <laughs> that's what I'm that's not saying true. too much, either. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So that's the beauty of being a super fan, is you 
you have a pulse on your team and their evolution and things like that. Did you ever have an interest in coaching? Did you play when you were younger? I was a baseball football guy. Never played a lick of basketball, man. And I gravitated to the Clippers because one night, one night I got fired from a job and it was my best friend. He told me I'd never amount to anything in life without him. You get fired, you feel sorry for yourself. Went home, pops on the couch, turned the TV on. He said the same thing about them, about the Clippers. I said how horrible they was, how they never amount to anything. I said, this is going to be my team. We're going to ride. And that's how I became a Clipper fan. That was 26 seasons ago. And if you're not watching Facebook Live and you're listening to this later on, how often that people who love or say you're passionate about it, they say you've got to walk the walk. You've got to dress, right? <laughs> so you got to explain to me the history behind your suit because it's got now, is that sponsorship on it? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I've been to like a Thanksgiving game, rainy like this, and it's quiet. And then all of a sudden you hear one voice step up. I mean, you're like, you be, I mean, you become the leader of like that the Clipper Nation. It feels good, man. You know what I'm saying? It feels good to be a part of something that people that want, you know, people, you you can inspire people, you know. And that's the whole part of being a fan, you know. You can do what you want to do, but have fun while you're doing it without disrespecting other fans or the players. That's, that's a huge point that you're making right there. And I, and I read that about you, that in this day and age with heckling and how much, you know, you mentioned Steph Curry. Yeah, if I had my family at a game and I was playing professionally, that would put me in such a weird place if somebody was, you know, using awful language, you know, or, or that kind of stuff. So the fact that you're known as one of the last clean hecklers, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it makes it great for the game. I mean, opposing teams know they're going to get jeered in your stadium. That's part <laughs> of walking into the jungle. Where did you get that ethic come from? Because that's something that's lost these days. People go negative and, and dark real quick. Being, being around my mother, my mother was an ordained minister, so, you know, you couldn't curse. You know, you could have fun. We could crack jokes, but we couldn't curse around the house. So we, we had to realize, you know, tell a joke or do some funny stuff with, you know, among my siblings without cursing. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the era, man, you you curse in the house, man, you got slapped, you got back slapped. My mama had the, the quickest backhand in the, in the world, you know? <laughs> so, you know, and that's where it came from. I just feel like when I got older and you start having kids, you start thinking different. You know what I'm saying? And I like to make people laugh. I've always been, ever since fourth grade, I've always been, the, you know, the life of the party. So I would like to make people smile, laugh or whatever and move on. So this was like fun to me, man, you know, just to be able to go to a game and make people smile and laugh. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable the reaction that I got. You know, it's funny because the Clippers was getting their butt whooped one, one game by 50 points. I'm sitting, and I was, it was a Lakers-Clippers game, and it was the Lakers home game. I'm sitting midcourt, and we was getting our butt whooped. But I never leave a game, mm-hmm. but I get quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, this lady next to me, she says, Daryl, Kobe and Lamar want you. So I look up at her, right? <laughs> and then Kobe and Lamar is looking up at me. They, they doing this. <laughs> like, we don't hear you no know, more. What's wrong? <laughs> you know, I've had several experiences, man, where, where I do a chant when I go, and I always pick a, a good, the player, and not so good looking on the team, and I do it go, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no L on by you ugly. Hey, hey. So when I do that chant, it's so hilarious. Uh, I did it to Delonte West, and to watch Shaq and LeBron James when he played for when they played for Cleveland, crack up on the sidelines. It was like priceless for yeah. me. Because everybody knows that chant from when they were in like third grade. Exactly. It's like, it's like universal. <laughs> My daughter started playing in the ninth grade, so I started going to the games. And really, man, I really got into it, man. So her cheer, because I started, because my niece played for UCLA. So I used to go, 2-2, two, two, oh, BB. So then when when I went to my daughter's game, I just changed the, the BB to EB. And 
nice. so it all worked out. So you know, so I'm an, I'm a known cheerer, man. Wherever I go, man, and, you know, I try to get a crowd rocking, especially if it's quiet. And UCLA is great, by the way, for anyone with family. Like you can get tickets for like six bucks or something. Like <laughs> go see softball, or I haven't paid for a pair of tickets in a long time, so I've aimed quarter price right now. Because <laughs> I know that over the years, right, it became like contentious about you owning the Clipper name, and then right, even with the whole Donald Sterling uh, scandal, which was big out here, right, that what was the deal when they sold the Clippers to Steve Ballmer that Mrs. Sterling wanted to be known as the Clipper number one fan? How long did that last? Still known as the Clipper number one fan. One thing about it, when you are who you are, people know it. You don't have to, I don't have they to They can boast feel it. that energy. Exactly. I don't have to say, I'm the Clippers number one. Yo, get away, Shelly. Nah. You know, if Shelly wants to, if Shelly wants to be called Clippers number one fan, let her be called it. You know, but everybody knows who's a true super fan. That, that's why I'm here on your show. That's right. You see what I'm saying? So <laughs> did you have to actually go to court about it? Or nah, they... that only lasted, that lasted like two hours. Oh, okay. I remember you, seeing something on the news one night. Well, you got Blake, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, CP with your back, and then you get the media, 90% of media, 95% of media that got you. It ain't nothing they can do about it. Because I had the name a long time. The media gave me the name in 2004 or five. Now you want to say something, 2012? I mean, come on. Right. If, if you didn't like it, if you didn't like it back then, it was cool back then. Y'all called me Clipper Durrell. Y'all yeah. put me on a website saying, you know, Clipper Durrell. And then all of a sudden, when we get CP3, now we got CP3 and Blake. They saw, man, we don't need him no more. But it ain't, it doesn't work like that. Not especially when come true fan. Yeah. Especially when you come from like, I mean, I wasn't a big New York Jets fan coming up, but mm. you know, they got Fireman Ed out there. Yeah. You know, and that's like for the working class people, I don't know about, you know, front running teams, but for the working class people in the cold, especially are coming out here, the Clippers, where it's always been for a long time. Sorry to touch on a, you know, second fiddle to the Lakers. It's been for a long time. Not always, not anymore. Maybe it's shift, right? But, you know, it means so much to have somebody who's like you, who's embracing, you know, your passion, who's getting up there and cheering and get, making the games exciting. You, you know what the biggest rewarding to me is when, when I, I have a radio show that I do every weekend and to have players on and hear they respond about me is priceless. It's like, you know, the compliments that they give me, the stuff that I can do in the community and stuff like that. That's that's honoring to me. That's like saying, you've been paying attention to me. What's the name of your show? Uh, it's called uh, Fan Truth. So, so, you know, and my show is totally different. I'm not trying to be ESPN or Fox Sports. I talk about when they, when they come on my show, I want to get to know them, not what they did. You tune in to ESPN and Fox Sports and you want to talk about the game. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about them and their kids and how they, you know, are you a Clipper girl when you go watch your kids play? You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, talking to them, you you know, you get a good position and on how they look at the game. They look at the game differently now. Like I look at refereeing. Cause I, I was a baseball umpire and I see how the NBA umpires, uh, referees mess up games and it, it's easy to be done, you know? So to me, I just feel like them, them instant replay rules, when they come in effect, they need to have an outside person look at. Somebody down in, you know, in New York, instead of them making the decision, let the people in New York make the decision. Because we, we got cheated on a play to where in, in the league rules, on you know, when um when we was playing, the, no, when we was playing the Lakers, where Lance Stevenson hit, hit Boban in the face with his elbow. They said it wasn't intentional. But so what? He hit him in the face. They kicked out our guy, Montrez Hero, for a game one time for doing the same thing. They penalized him. So why wouldn't Lance Stevenson? Lies. But I just think refereeing is a hard job. And, we, you know, we quick to criticize. But, hey, I tell anybody, you go out there and try it, coaching is hard. I mean, even playing this game is hard, man. You know, you at the free throw line trying to, you know, shoot free throws and somebody yelling at you. You got 16, 17,000 people yelling at you, man. That's hard, you yeah. know. And you got people, you got 16, you got 40,000 people that, in baseball booing you, hoping that you don't get a base hit, you know. And the football stadium is even worse. So, you know, so being a fan, man, it's just that fans have to understand to respect other 
fans. You know, just because because I, I look at it this way. I'm a Clipper fan. My my parents are a Laker fan. I was supposed to hate my I was supposed to hate my parents because they Laker fans. I mean, let's keep it 100. You know, you know. So you got a wife or you got a girlfriend that's a a Warriors fan. You gonna break up with her because she's a Warriors fan? I mean, is it really that serious? I think there For are some people, people out there. Yeah, there's some people <laughs> some that people, it is yeah. that yes. serious. I just don't understand that, man. <laughs> I've met people like that, but that's the craziest thing that when you see people like that. So it's wrong if I tell my kids they have to sleep outside if they don't root for the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel that none of my kids are, are Clipper fans. None of them. My, both uh, my sons, both my my my, my 15 year old, he's a LeBron James fan. Wherever LeBron go, he go. My oldest one, he's 28 now. Kobe Bryant fan when he was coming up. And then and I, but he a Lakers fan. My other one's a Phoenix Suns fan. My daughter just goes whoever's cute. So, <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, you have to have my kids have choices. I can't make them become a Clipper fan. I would like them to become a Clipper fan, you know. But you can't make a you can't make a child become a fan that you know that they didn't grow up liking. You know, we we have to win, and that's when people will start gravitating on to you. You know what I'm saying? Because now all of a sudden, look, the Rams are in the Super Bowl. Now all of a sudden, you a Rams fan? Now everybody ran all the everybody Rams fans <laughs> around here now. Right, Come on. exactly. It's very hard. Yeah, too. it's very hard. Well, I think some of that I'll, I'll forgive because as you know, you know, the sports fan in me says, I feel bad that people haven't had a team to root for here to go to games. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't know what that identity is, is like growing up in New York and we were blessed with success and the, the Giants uh, 86 and 90 and the Mets in 1986, you know, and being able to go to some of those games, those experiences shaped my childhood. So I was willing to go in, in the freezing cold. It's also like sacrifice in the elements and you do that with your family. And then it's like, oh, we're in this together. That's really what you're talking about being a super fan. Mm-hmm. There's this experience of like, you know, even if things are not going great personally, I have my, it's like a greater tribe, you know, and I would show up at New York Giants games with real blue collar guys driving trucks, you know, but when you're cold, they'd open up their blankets. You'd be like, yeah. you know, body heat, you know, <laughs> well, we'll keep you warm, son, you know, and there's such a feeling of that of like, wow, my family just got to 80,000. And if you lose, you, you suffer together. And still to this day, you know, some of my friends just can't look at me and be like, oh, that game we lost in 49ers. We, we had that one. You know, it's like, <laughs> like you're, you're still dialed in to those key emotional moments. You know, uh, woulda, shoulda, coulda moments. Exactly. <laughs> if they would have did this one different, I think we could have did it. I mean, you, do you, you have a few of know. those with the Clippers? Oh, man, I got a many of those with the Clippers. But, you know, I wish they would I wish they would have let, you know, Glenn Rivers go to coach that they got now. But, hey, you, you have to deal with, you know, with the owner's choices and what Jerry West wants to do and, and the direction of this team. You know, I'm loving the way Steve Ballmer, our owner, our new owner now, uh, having the direction of the team. He's believing in what Jerry West wants to do. And yeah, I was upset when CP3, Blake, and DeAndre left. I was very upset. But then I looked at the direction that they went in and the winning that we get, you know, that we had without having a big name superstar. Yeah. Do you really need a superstar to win? You know, because you create superstars. The Warriors did it. You know, nobody knew who Steph Curry was. Nobody knew who Klay Thompson was. Nobody knew who Draymond Green. Draymond Green was the 60th pick in the second round. In college, he was good at everything, but he wasn't superstar. But the 60th, right? he wasn't no superstar. He was on a great team, Michigan exactly. State, solid. Yeah. But if you take Draymond off the Warriors, do they win? I doubt. Dalla too, right? He was—he's kind of just a role player there, but he was—he was a, was, a, was he an All Star? He's an All Star, exactly. Remember, he got a championship and he had a NBA Finals MVP. Iguodala had it. So yeah. my thing is, it takes a team to win, and when people understand that, when, when stop trying to chase the dream, trying to build these super teams and build what you already have, man, you can have a great team. I am coaching. 
aging from the youth sports on up. Mm-hmm. When Daryl was talking about this, because it's like, you know that you want to keep composure. Fine line, because, you know, anybody who observes me out there, my passion becomes. And you want to, like, express and you want to really get vocal and into the game. But at the same point, sometimes, you know, we had we had a game where we, we upset the number one seed last weekend. See? And then we had a, a game where we lost, uh, you know, I think 7-1 the next game. And at some point, when a couple kids were sitting down and about to give up, it's at some point, there's not much you can do in your voice or, or any kind of encouragement. You can just keep it positive, keep the self-talk kind of to a, you know, messages of, hey, we play to the end or keep your heads up, mm-hmm. right? At some point, right, when you're in that 50-point deficit, mm-hmm. yeah. you can say things, but it's it's a different message. The only thing I hate about coaches, and this, I mean, I'm not going to say hate, hate, hate to a strong word, dislike, is that when you have when you have a star player and you have your role player, when the, when the role players make a mistake, they get bitched. When the star player makes the same mistake the role player just did, he don't get bitched. All right. Bench them all. The one thing I love about Popovich is that he benches, he don't care. Who, as long as they, that ball is going in the hoop and I got this team out there, my star players are sitting there. And that's that's why the, the Spurs are the organization that they are because they don't care. They don't. This team ain't all about you. It's all about everyone because you can't win by yourself. Well, that's a good point that's coming up in the field of sports psychology right now, Daryl, because a lot of people are saying, well, you know, I'm not sure I want to focus on millennials, right? But the people are, you know, but this is the culture we're in, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to help the people that are in the field right now, you know, you're having people that were raised a little bit differently and, and they don't all believe like maybe you or I do, right? That, it, that hey, the coach is in charge and it's a team game, right? There's a lot more, no, I'm getting mine. I'm getting paid more. I deserve my shots per game. Is there a balance between old school and kind of new school? Mm-hmm. You get you get paid to sell tickets. You get paid to put the ball. But at the end of the day, we got to win. You know, if we don't win, I don't care how much we pay you. We pay you $100 million a year. But if we're not winning, you're going to get traded. As long as we win, everybody wins. You ever notice that? And that 15th man on the team gets paid during, like, all the, like, Javel would get me laughing. He said, man, the year they won the championship, when he won his first one in Oakland, shoot, he was, he, he, he probably made an extra $10 million just to do an appearance because he was on a championship team. Who knew who Javel McGee was at the time? Nobody knew. It was a journeyman, right? Exactly. He was out of the league for a while, right? Yeah, he was almost out of the league, but he revived himself by going to a, a contender. They won a championship. They're playing and two, they, three minutes at a time. Exactly. Yeah. And revived himself. But people want to be around winners. And that's what this society makes you. If you're not a, if you don't, if you don't win championship, that makes you, it's, 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 so you're saying Charles Barkley ain't worth nothing because he, he has never won a championship. Tracy McGrady has never won a championship. You're not going to listen to him. But you made a good point about being a fan though. And we talk about bandwagons a little bit in jest. So how do you remain as a fan when you when you really want to buy this winning product and feel like you're part of it? And, and I'm glad you mentioned being a minister too, because our team's, it's kind of a mirror for family, right? And we mm-hmm. want to be part of a healthy family. Sometimes we get the family that we came from and <laughs> we get the, right? So, so how do you stay loyal to a team that, that has been struggling, you know? It, Love, passion. Um, that's who I am. I've always been the type of people, you know, type of person that's always been loyal, you know what I'm saying? To my friends, to my family, you know, because without loyalty, you, you ain't got nothing. That means you don't believe it because that means this person just switches around, you know what I'm saying? You have to stand, you have to stand on faith and saying this team is going to go far one day. It's not probably today or tomorrow. And that's that's what made people look at me. They'd be like, man, are you sure you want to be a Clipper fan? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's been, it's, it's been a rough road for me, man. You know, I've been accused of a lot of things, but one thing you can't accuse me of is not being loyal to this team. So does it ever get hard? I mean, so oh, you, 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 you at every home game? Yeah, I've only missed two games in 19 seasons. I've, I had a 386 consecutive 
streak going. Wow. Yeah, I missed it because I, uh, I had chest issue. Yeah, had uh, oh. chest pain. And my mother told me to go to the hospital. And I went to the hospital and the doc kept me. Oh. And it w- the day I went to the hospital, I didn't have no game, but she- I had to stay overnight <laughs> another night. And I asked the nurse, I said, I looked at the nurse, I said, if I was your husband, would you let me leave? <laughs> she said, get on, get out of here. <laughs> she said, I can't answer that like that. I said, you know, just hypothetical. You know what I'm saying? If you, you the nurse and your husband was laying in the hospital, would you let him go to the game? And she said, no, girl, you can't go to the game. And I said, okay. so I stayed there. So that was my first game missed. And the second game that I missed, I booked the, the event. I, I was the host of, of the fallen officer in Visaya, California. But when I booked the event, the schedule didn't come out. So, and then as soon as the schedule came out, it was on the day the Clippers played. So I had to, you know, I already committed. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash Richard Listens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Richard Listens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports, all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. But I love that because that shows your priorities to both charity and health are probably the only <laughs> things that come before your fandom. Yes. But, but, <laughs> oh, yeah, like birthday parties, like my kids' birthday parties. And they look at it and they say, okay, Daddy Clippers play at 7.30 that night, so we're going to have the, the party at 1 o'clock. You want Daddy to come. You know what I'm saying? So that's well, they don't mess with you and make it at like 4. They don't try. Oh, no, shit, no. No. Honestly, I've never had that problem with them. They, they've been, I mean, because they get to go to their games, so they get to go to games. Part of their- like my son now, he gets to go to two games a year players LeBron James so they don't want to watch LeBron that's it you know? so are your kids like mine like do they give you like do they seem like excited when they go to the game or are they like stop embarrassing me oh, bro. It, 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 it was so <laughs> funny my daughter all my kids they, they, they was embarrassed at first don't get me yeah. wrong they was very embarrassed they was like daddy stop that daddy <laughs> but then all of a sudden you know when they daddy's on TV and then they friends it's like, <laughs> oh, oh your daddy's so cool you're <laughs> embarrassing my cool yeah. there you go now you're not embarrassing no more. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's what usually happens. Everybody's like that with their kids or father or mother. You know, because I was like that with my mom. My mom used to come. I used to get in trouble in school. My mom used to come wear these sundresses. She had three of them, but had different vests. I said, Mama, can you just change your clothes one time? <laughs> but, you know, I think that's a part of being a kid. But once they friends gravitated onto it, they accept it now. It's yeah. like, man, now they friends. Call me a girl. Can you give me some tickets to this game? Oh, they know. oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's so much fun now. For me. And then, then they get to meet up a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? I get a lot of too. I get invited to a lot of because you know Snoop. Snoop adopted my kids as they you know that's niece and nephew now, so they wow. call him Uncle Snoop and all that. So it's it, you know because I do a lot of I do like four events with uh, Snoop a year. So has this led to you know entertainment or speaking gigs for yeah, you? I do high school and middle.
middle school motivational speaking so I talk to a lot of kids I do that I have a high school tour that I do for basketball season where I go and I, I give the high school and the NBA feel so I bring a halftime show I bring the national anthem call we give away a car during during the uh, oh you don't sing yourself oh no, no and we put all this together and it's live on the radio and then I get two students to experience it so I get one sideline reporter and one person to do play by play with me and then we switch at halftime and then we they do a sideline with my co-host and, and, and we have fun with it man and, and the schools love it don't cost the school a dime man all through my non-profit man and it's all in honor of my mom man because she told me to always give back and make sure never forget where you come from so that's through my mom and that's what I dedicated to my non-profit is hvb1mom.org what's the HVB stand for? Harry the Virginia Bailey yeah that was all our initials yeah that's my mommy she was a minister? yeah ordained minister so you know when she passed away it broke I mean she it'd be four years and, and they and, and you know what people say oh man it, it, they everybody that I've talked to they lost their they mom they always say it gets harder every year harder she left so much for me to remember her by and just being successful I know she smiling down on me and saying we knew I, I knew you'd be whatever you wanted to do that oh way. yeah definitely because everybody thought it, everybody thought I was crazy that I, this would turn into a job first gig was 2003 never forget it I was I was dancing in the aisles they used to call me dancing man I was dancing and a sponsor walks up to me and they said uh, Daryl how would you like to make money at this I said make money at this you're like huh? leave me alone I'm trying to dance <laughs> <laughs> I said, I can make some money. They said, I want you to host an event. We're doing an event with Al Thornton. We had Al Thornton on the team at the time. And uh, we want you to we want you to come and bring the bring the energy, right? I said, okay. First gig, paid me $250 for one hour. Never forget it. I said, this was what year? 2003. That was some good money. So Probably. I was like, $250, $250 an hour? Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> Shucking, shucking now. I was only making 11. I was, I was working, what, what was I? I was only making 12, 12, 13 dollars an hour back then. So, and what was your day job back then? I was a general manager of my own store at 2003. So I had to pay you a cell phone shop. And uh, so when I when I went to go do that gig, that was my first gig. And guess who that gig was for? Metro PCS. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it, it was funny. Then and then the Clippers ended up there messing up the sponsorship. And then they went, they went to, they went over to the Lakers. So they never came back. I had them for two years though. So I had a free phone and everything, man. It was real. It was real fun with them, man. And I and, and I just learned that it becomes a business. Their service was so horrible. <laughs> you can go to Ontario. I went to Ontario and you couldn't get no reception. <laughs> so my job was to do, I had to tell them what areas I couldn't receive. Make a call. Make a call and, and get calls in. <laughs> I had my regular, I still have my regular phone. It's a though. tough gig right there. Yeah, it was, it was, but, it, you know, but I, I, I never, I don't regret anything, man. Even the upset, even, even the downtime, even the upset times with, even the times that the Clippers made me mad. I think it makes you a better person. You know, it makes you a person that makes you a stronger person. It makes you more, more, more go because that means you're doing something right. Because when you when you create people that hate you or people that don't like you, that means you're doing something right. That's how I feel. I mean, I'm glad that you say that. That's an important message about resilience. But when you stand up like you do and you're willing to put yourself out there and your team struggle, where did you get your your strength from? Was it your mom? Like who else supported you? Because it's not easy. Are right? you taking? You get you're vulnerable when you. I never cared what people thought of me. I never cared because you. Can't can't, you can't put me down if I don't know you. Now, if I know you and you say something, now that's when you can cut. That's when it hurt. But if I don't know you, like I don't pay attention to social media because you can't hurt me. Like even even on the praises, yeah, you know y'all like it. I'm, I'm cool. I, I, I'm very appreciative of. It. But the negative, like I read the negatives. How can you say something like that about me and you don't even know me? Get to know me first, and then if you know me, then you say that. Then I understand. But you can't. You know, it's just like my play. Like I hated Kobe because what the media said about Kobe. 
But when I got to meet Kobe, it's a whole different person. I want to see where they're coming from. And then some of them be like, oh, girl, I didn't know that. Well, I apologize. Then you get some of them say, F you, or, <laughs> or kiss my behind, you know? Or they say, you know, you using art. Like they, this is the biggest thing. You're using the Clippers name to make money, bro. I'm using my ability that I to make money. Forget the name. You can call me a Bubuka. You can call me a Bubuka girl. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still not going to stop me from being the person that I am. That's what the philosophy, and that's what I get. That's that's the only thing that pisses me off when people tell me I use the Clipper name to make money. Nah, it's not like that, you know? And, I mean, your name, his, this dude's name, I mean, they, they put Clipper in front of their name. I don't, y- y'all go out there and do it. You know? When, I mean, are you still paying for your tickets? Um, What I have to do with, with, for my tickets, I have to give the Clippers three appearances, and they, they get my tickets. And I, I get one ticket. So, so you- it's a good trade now. And that was arranged when, when the scandal came out and they was there. And that was arranged back then. And it, 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 it was made public. That's why I don't mind talking about that. Yeah, so it makes it clear. Exactly. I'm earning, I'm earning my I'm title. earning. I'm Because I'm <laughs> I got to go through three appearances for my uh, for my tickets. So I'm, I'm cool. You know, and it don't bother me. It saves me like four, about 4000 a year, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. And you know, my thing is, people say, man, why don't you work for the Clippers? No, my thing, I'm not trying to work for the Clippers. Because it takes away from who I, it takes away the fun. Because now they're going to say, well, girl, at the six minute mark, we need you to do this. Right. No, that don't work at the six minute mark. That's going to be at the, sometimes it might work at the four minute mark. You know, it's going to be organic. Exactly. But once you lose your fandom and you become part of the cog, yeah. you lose the, the the freedom to mm-hmm. also be critical. Like fans are supposed to be a little objective, yeah. right? Like All har- the time. harsh on their team, harsh on the, right? Say oh, yeah. what they feel. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an interesting kind of moral dilemma, right? The minute they try and like, it kind of stifles that, that voice and that energy which I know is important to you to bring. Yeah, because, you know, Bomber knows, man. I, I, t- I tell him all the time, man. You know, because I had the pleasure Does of meeting him. Does he come him. talk to you? Oh, yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting Bomber the first. I sat next to him the first game between the Clippers and the Lakers, opening season when he first started first owning the team. And we got had great conversation. Mm. I didn't realize I, I wrote Steve. I had my barber put Steve Bomber in the back of my head, right? <laughs> he had a picture of me in his phone with that in the back of my head. I said at the time he was worth $20 billion then. <laughs> now he worth $40 billion. But I said, this $20 billion man, I mean, I know who I am. I mean, it's it been an honor to be like, when people call me, like when players, celebrities, when different people know, you know, it, it, it surprised me. I'm at the ESPYs, the dude that played in, hey, what was that African movie that we just finished watching? Black okay. Panther? Black Panther. Okay. When I seen that movie, right, not not Michael B. Jordan, the other dude, the other black guy that was in it. What's his name? Forrest Whitaker? Not uh-huh. Forrest Whitaker. You know who I'm talking about. Dang. But it, it, it's going to come to me. But I'm at the ESPYs. When he said, man, what's up, Clipper Durrell? Like, I'd be in shock. <laughs> you know, I've had different conflicts with, like, we Denzel. We felt a part of a condemnation. Oh, right man. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> and then, like, meeting Denzel Washington and meeting these different people. And when people know who you are, it's like, a, it's amazing. Like, this stuff never gets old to me. Like, you know, like, I don't take this for granted at all because it can stop tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But I don't I, t- I don't take this for granted at all, man. I appreciate, I'm very appreciative every single day, man. I thank God every day, man. What I have. Yeah, and that's, I love that beauty. You know, it's kind of like you're bringing the, the arena of spirituality mm. into the sports arena. Oh, yeah. You know, I always feel like that, like that connection. They're connecting to you because you bring something that excites them, you know, that gets them into the basketball game. Yeah. Then that gets this very cathartic moment, be able to thank them for who, you know, who they've given. I mean, I've been called the ambassador for the Clippers. I've been called the super fan. I've been, I've been called, you know. Yeah, it is an ambassador type thing because yeah. when your team struggles and People don't. I don't know the history of culture before 2000, but but Clippers have had how many like winning seasons or like. I <laughs> Shut mean, up. But it's been a painful journey, right? I oh mean, yeah. I mean, for a long time.
time. So you, and you can feel that there haven't been championships, right? I mean, so it's it's harder for you to do what you do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows a lot more courage because it's easy. Like we're talking about the Patriots. No offense to the Patriots, congratulations. <laughs> but right, it'd be real easy to like tomorrow throw on a Tom Brady jersey and run around and be like, you know, I'm a big super fan for the Patriots right. and go next 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know you're saying you don't care what people think, but I gotta ask. Things are not going well. How do you keep yourself strong? Man, have a uh, strong circle, you know, strong circle around you and pray a lot. Uh, You know, I believe in God. I definitely, you know, and, you know, whatever you're going through, he's going to get you through it, you know. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, it's all about your surrounding, you know, having a good, having a good team around you to your family, to your friends. You know, people ask me, like, if you owe, if you owe child support or you don't take care of your kids, you can't be my friend. People say, oh, girl, you're kind of harsh, man, right? The reason why I say that is because if you don't take care of your kid and you eat every day, your clothes on every day, and they don't have anything. You don't care your own kid. How you gonna care of me? How can you be my friend? How can you be loyal to me? You know what I'm saying? And that's what that that's what hurts. So people are like, oh, oh girl, I never thought of it that way. I say, yeah, think of it. That's how I think of my friendship. You know, it, it's a it's a big man. You know, I'm I'm too old to play the game. You know, you can't be around me just because I'm making money or I know this person, I know that person. I've been I've been through all that. I watch what other people do, and I that's why I won't do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I learned around millionaires. It's it's, it's two things that I don't do and it's two things two things I tell people you should never do bring your friends around and ask for money and you got friends for life it's the worst thing you can ever do because they hear it constantly you know I got millionaire friends I got billionaire friends I got four billionaire friends in my phone billions you know but I don't ask for nothing because when you start asking then you become one everybody else gotta be different you know so how do they queue up right you do the you're straight with people you tell them what you feel but how do people give back to you uh, now that's why I created my charity that's how you can give back to me it keeps me going to, to give back to the kid because I yeah, have to so tell us about uh, what what its mission my, my mission is to get at risk kids motivation because they get closed into our four walls right I do a lot of charity events with police department I do LAPD I just did one with Santa Monica PD Hawthorne PD uh, Gardena PD and what my goal is is to take kids out of these four walls what they always see a player took me under his wing and I never I love him for it to the day because we still friends until the day and he took me out of these four walls and showed me I never knew what sitting in Morton's Steakhouse was. I never knew what, you know, what Beverly Hills looked like, you know? And I and to take him and to go eat at Mr. Child. You know, everybody knew, everybody know what Mr. Child's is. And to see the paparazzi come out. It's a whole different experience, you know? To stand around with different players and talk to different players and get in their inside of the game. That's an experience. And that's what I want to give show these kids, take these kids to a restaurant where they can sit down with the same people that I sat down with and where they can talk to them. And even with younger players that they can relate to better and just sit down with them. So you create experiences where, exactly. where they get to meet players? Where they can meet play, meet people that they grow up with. And it's a different way because a lot of times people, a lot of times these kids don't feel like there's a way out. You know what I'm saying? They, they watch their parents go destruct and they think like sports is the only way out and it's not. You can go be a lawyer. You go, could be a doctor. You can go be, you know, a psychologist. You know what I'm saying? You can be. But there's so many different different outlets that you can do. I bring in doctors. Like I, I got a buddy of mine that's a doctor. He comes in and talks to the kid, you know? Because if you don't know, this dude, he grew up he grew up in the hood just like everybody else. But he's Mexican, you know? He grew up, he got all his degrees out of USC, UCLA and them, always giving back. But he loved it, you know? Yeah. So, well, that exposure is such a gift because just getting around someone like you're getting around, you know, Denzel and Steve Ballmer, you know, you get around someone like it kind of creates this feeling of like, well, right, not that I want to be exactly like them, but mm-hmm. I could accomplish. Exactly. Or maybe I can connect to these people and they could teach me something. It, it creates this whole world outside of that isolated experience you might be having. Mm-hmm. But if you get them now when they're 
young, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Because when you, you know, when you're 22, 23 years old, man, you don't think, you, you know, yeah. you, you're doing your own thing. But if you can get them then, man, the, the rewarding thing is when when play, when play kids come back to you and they come back to you and they want to talk to the kids that, that you help, that you're, that you're mentoring again. And they say, thank you, girl. I really appreciate when parents come up to you and say, thank you, man. I see the change in my child. You know what I'm saying? It's a better way. When, if you don't know it, you know, because people want to see, man, this guy was here with me. You know, I remember now when they see you on TV, I remember him. You see, they see you at the games. I remember him. That's the effect I like. That's what my charity is all about. And I love giving back. And I want to take these guys to the games where after a game, man, you know, bring a bring a player up, man, and, and let them holler out. You know, ask them will, anything will they the want. Clippers let you bring a group to a game. Or you know, I'm 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 gonna get it all set up, and, yeah. and you know, that's an amazing experience. Yeah. I mean, just going like so, I have kids that I run into. I took to a game for their mm-hmm. birthday party, and I got you remember the McDonald's family pack. You mm-hmm. know, it was like the bleachers, and you got like <laughs> it was like came with a happy meal. I think mm-hmm. I don't know, I didn't eat it, but it was like six tickets for like forty five bucks. You know, yeah. back in the day, you know, and they remember yeah. like you took us to the Clipper game. You know, they and just just the experience of going and watching basketball play. Hope Soul is a good friend of mine. We we gonna do something this summer where I can bring, bring the college bring her here. <laughs> Why we, we could sit down with the girls, bring 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 the women, so so people can hear her side of the story on what she went through. See, a lot of people, a lot of times, this, this media would tell you their side of the story, and you never get to hear it from the source. So we we gonna do something this summer, man. She's a good friend of mine, man. Her agent is real good to me. So man, and that's what that's what I, I just want to change lives man and once you do that man it's priceless after that man you know you just can't take you just can't have a platform and don't use it to, for the good so tell us Daryl, because we're getting near the end of our time tell yes. everybody how they can get a hold of you how they can find about your charities it's at Clipper Duro you can go to HVB dot, uh, dot org HVB I'm sorry HVB one mom dot org and you can donate it has a PayPal up you can donate straight to the PayPal one is the number or is it the word uh, yeah one is, yeah well, I'm sorry the number the number one. Okay. The HVB one. One. The number one. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And M-O-M. And uh, dot org. And you, you donate. You can donate. You can email me. Ask me questions. If you want to know more about the foundation, whatever, you know, feel free to hit me anytime. Hit What's me. your email? CD at clipperdaryl.com. C-L-I-P-P-E-R-D-A-R-R-E-L-L.com. Hit me up anytime. I answer all emails. So don't think if I don't answer you in the two hours, I mean, it might be the third hour, but <laughs> I answer them all in order. So I don't have no problem. I, and I answer them myself. I don't let nobody answer them for me because I want to know what's going on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you want to donate, you can go to donate at hvb1mom.org and then you can talk to me from there for the nonprofit side of it. But man, you want to get back, if you want to volunteer, whatever, you know, come yeah. on, you know, yeah, give me a holler. Let's together. Reach out to me. Let's go watch a game with Clipper <laughs> Gerald. We hope to bring you authentic, real, inspiring guests. If you are interested in coming on the show, please reach out to us or All Access Broadcasting and we want to wish us some thanks for Clipper Darrell for being here today, honoring us. No problem. Uh, inspiring people, being himself, not being afraid to uplift others when things are down. And I think that's what this country needs more of right now. That's what Richard listens. That's what I need more of right now. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with Clipper Darrell. Every day we connect, we change ourselves, we inspire others. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can, check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard listens or Instagram. Richard listens. Uh, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. 
I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.